I used to think that practicing self-sovereignty meant suffering in silence. And eventually I would get to a place of such despair that when I did reach out for help, so many emotions would be unleashed and I would just feel out of control, grasping for someone to save me. And I've talked about this before, but in yoga teacher training, we practice holding space for another's suffering without reacting or responding with words. We would sit there and offer love and compassion energetically and just listen without judgment. As much as we may think we want someone else to tell us what to do, especially in times of need, most of the time we really just want to feel understood and be heard. And as much as we may want to take away another's pain, we have to remember that the pain holds a lesson and it needs to be felt. This is, in essence, what therapists and coaches practice. At first, it wasn't easy for me to express my pain in this way or to sit and hold space for others' pain in this way. It really took practice, and it's something that I had to cultivate. And I realized that being able to sit with another person and witness their pain wholeheartedly without having to come up with the right words felt so much better. I've always been able to communicate better through energy rather than words, and it's really liberating and empowering to be able to speak your truth in a safe space without expecting someone else to rescue us and without worrying about how they're going to respond. It's really about being able to unburden ourselves without feeling like a burden. So I just want to talk about the relationship we have with our higher self and the option we have to talk to our higher self before we reach out to another person and the option to sit with our emotions before acting on them. We all have the answers within. We just need to give ourselves the compassion and time to decipher what our hearts are telling us. And it does take time to decipher and it can be really tricky because we might think we can handle it on our own, but we really need to seek help. I've been on this journey of learning to reach out for help, but not before I go within for a very long time and I'm still working on it. I believe that most healing happens in community. When I first started seeing a therapist, that's really where I was able to start unburdening myself. And I was terrified. It was really scary to share my experiences with someone else, but that's really where healing can be catalyzed. And then I started participating in sharing circles and different holistic programs, and it just continued to make me aware of the fact that I needed people. I needed people to witness my pain. I needed to feel like I wasn't alone. The more we share, the more we can connect on a human level. And sometimes I get this feeling of regret after sharing, which I shared on another episode, which is partially conditioning um, that I had to unwind, but it, it really made me become very internal. And there's something to be said about keeping some things to yourself and being private and not sharing everything. We also just need to have trustworthy people to talk to where if we need to share something that we're going through, it stays with them. And I had a lot of wounding around people sharing my private information and it created drama and more suffering and I just felt betrayed. So I've been working on finding equilibrium over the years so I don't overshare and feel bad, but I also don't want to keep everything in. And I spent years bottling my emotions up and it took a lot of time to release all of them because they don't just disappear, they get tucked away into your body. 
And if we don't learn how to deal with our emotions and we keep tucking them away into our body, it can create illness and it can create disease. I've also been reflecting on the fact that sometimes we rely on certain people or a certain person for support and it can weigh heavily on them, especially if they're moving through their own difficulties. And for me, it's, it's my mom. I have called her so many times where I've been absolutely inconsolable and she has been so patient and she's listened to me and just allowed me to speak and cry and share and she has never made me feel bad about it but I've tried to build up a community so I don't have to rely on one person to hold space for me so I have a therapist I have a Reiki practitioner I have a shaman and just so many people that I can call on in times of need and most importantly I have myself I've learned self-soothing techniques that have allowed me to feel more empowered to hold space for my own suffering. So I just want to share a few of them. Journaling is a great technique and you might be rolling your eyes like, okay, Hannah, when I'm devastated, journaling isn't going to help me. And maybe it's not the first thing that you do, but it really does help move energy. When you put pen to paper and start writing stream of consciousness, you'll start to notice patterns or it just might feel like a relief like you're able to kind of just get these emotions out and it's kind of like therapy but you don't have to call anyone art therapy is another great technique even if you don't have art supplies just get out what you have even if it's just a blank piece of paper and a pen and just start getting it out you can make it messy you can draw shapes you can close your eyes and just draw and see what comes out and you can even write sentences or affirmations or if you're angry you can write fuck you all over the paper and it's just such a good form of energy work my nephew actually said the cutest thing the other day and i'm gonna insert a clip here he was talking about how he makes art when he's sad when i get super sad about someone else um i go to cuddling make some pics make make some pictures for mommy and Hannah, and always a lot of pictures when I get so mad, so sad. That's how you move through your emotions? Yeah. Yeah. And then you need some alone time, right? Yeah. We can all learn from this. When we're deep in feeling, we just have to process the emotion, and to do that, we have to let it come all the way up. We have to feel it all the way. If you're angry, you can scream into a pillow or find a place in nature to scream or throw something. You can sit in a bathtub. Um, you can put in Epsom salts and just let the salt wash away the toxins and the emotions. Or if you're near a body of water, especially an ocean, go sit in the ocean or go sit by the ocean and let it alchemize things for you. And sometimes I do salt scrubs in the shower I just take a handful of salt and I envision all of my worries and all of the negativity running down the drain and then I'll rub salt on my chakras one by one to balance them. Even something as simple as connecting to your breath can help transform emotions. Connecting to breath, I mean we always have our breath, we always have access to it and sometimes when we're moving through emotion we forget to breathe or if we're crying really hard we have a hard time catching our breath so tapping into deep breathing can help calm the nervous system and even just counting your breath it helps us become more present so that's another tool that you can access that's free and it's always available
When I was in school, I wasn't taught most of these techniques. I wasn't taught how to access breath work. And one of my sisters is a teacher and she teaches children about mindfulness and how to access their breath when they're moving through emotions. And she has two kids. So she teaches them to take a deep breath and she asks them if they need space when they're moving through emotion. And I think that's so healthy and beautiful. So this is a little clip of my nephew talking about that. What does mommy tell you when you're upset? Um, breathe in, breathe out. Does she ask you if you need space? Yeah. Does that help? Yeah. I just adore him and his cute little voice. And I'm going to make an episode about the magic of kids and how much healing I've been able to do working with my nieces and nephews just because they exist. And they're just so special. Children are just so pure and I think that we forget that that's how we are too but anyways back to self-soothing techniques some other things that I do um, I will lay down in my bed if I'm feeling really overwhelmed and I'll put on a guided meditation or a sound healing and I'll put crystals all over my body and I'll just lay there for an hour or however long I need to calm down my nervous system Another thing that I like doing is fire ceremonies. So creating a ceremony around things that I want to release. So I write down on a piece of paper things that I want to let go of, things that I want to release, and then I burn it, or you can just rip it up or throw it out. You can also write letters to people and burn them or rip them up. It helps get out whatever we need to say, but maybe it's not the healthiest option to actually say these things to people. We can just get it out and move that energy and then rip it up and burn it instead of actually coming to them with a lot of anger. I'll also do something called journey work, which I learned in shaman school, and it's a form of meditation, and you take yourself into a metaphorical garden that's essentially your safe space. And there I envision myself healing. So I'll envision myself going into a body of water and floating there. And then I'll envision healers coming to me and doing things like acupuncture and getting a chiropractic adjustment and healing my heart. And I imagine toxins being released from my body. Um, If I need to have an energetic conversation with someone, I'll do that there. And sometimes I'll just make myself tea and drink a lot of water to help flush out the emotions. Um, You can give yourself a foot massage or give yourself a hug. I didn't realize that I did this, but recently I noticed that I hold my own hand at night. and (laughs) I think that's so cute and it's it's really soothing for me and I, I just do it unconsciously. And sometimes I just sit on the floor and sob. Self soothing doesn't have to look a certain way. And when we reach out for help, we can do it in a way that feels good. One of my friends showed me this beautiful hike and it takes about three hours and there's a waterfall at the top and we went there last winter quite a bit and we would go to this cute little coffee shop and I would get hot chocolate with oat milk and we would go to the trail and talk about life and process. And if I'm really in need of support, I'll set up extra sessions with my therapist. Um, I love my therapist and I find so much value in working with her. Talking to a therapist is a safe space to feel heard and the therapist reflects things back to you and guides you and it's really a place of empowerment for me because I'm able to come to my own conclusions by processing and speaking out loud and doing talk therapy and doing things like EMDR. 
I'll also go to my nieces and nephews. They give me so much love and they just make me smile. And being around them instantly starts the healing process for me. It's important to do our own self-care so we can hold space for ourselves in times of need and also so we can hold space for others and not let their difficulties consume us or take on their suffering. I know I need a lot of self-care and time alone to be able to care for myself when big emotions come up and also to sit with others when they're moving through big emotions. We can only meet people where they are and we can only meet people how deeply we've met ourselves. And if you're afraid to witness another's pain, it's probably because you haven't met yourself there yet. We have to do the work on ourselves to be able to offer support and help outwardly in a way that's healthy. When I'm holding space for people, I don't want to project on them. I just want to listen and offer my love. I think we also tend to label emotions like anger and sadness as bad, and it's not. It just is. And the sooner we can start to put in place these soothing techniques, the sooner we're able to move through the emotion and get to the other side. Just like when we learn to surrender earlier in the process, the less suffering we'll experience. And I'm not encouraging hyper-independence. I'm just offering suggestions on ways to soothe yourself in a healthy way and ways to reach out in a healthy way. All emotions are sacred teachers and conditioning made us believe that certain emotions bring us love and acceptance and certain emotions bring us rejection. What if we started to understand that we don't need to reject any of our emotions? The more we become friends with them, the more we're able to access the lessons. I saw a meme on Instagram that was like, you're fighting your demons and I'm crying in mine's arms. We don't have to fight the pain or the anger or the sadness. Shadow work brings so much light to our lives. And the ego states within us that we haven't integrated, we don't have to fight them. And usually beneath anger is sadness, and sadness and anger are not bad. They keep us safe. And I think most importantly, we need to remember that we're all worthy of love, even when we show these intense emotions. Think about how children express their emotions. A parent's love is still unconditional when their children express the wide range of emotions that a human contains. So why do we feel shame or rejection expressing emotions as adults? It's just a question to think about. I think about it all the time. And I think it's just important to question, to question things like, why are we the way that we are? What conditioning has made us believe that we can't share emotions or that we aren't capable of helping ourselves or that sadness is bad? So just question things and get curious and maybe this will help you reflect on your own relationship with being able to nurture yourself and then also seeking help outwardly and finding ways to make it feel better, to make it feel healthier. I hope this was helpful and please feel free to reach out to me on social media if you want me to talk about any specific topics. Um, My Instagram handle is underscore holistic Hannah. Thank you so much for listening. Have an amazing day or night wherever you are.